uh-huh you know what it is black and yellow black and yellow black and yellow black and yellow all right raiders laura gaga here also known as reduction raider how you all doing hope you've had a good week all right so <laughs> that song has got nothing to do with our next guest but colors do perhaps not those specific colors but colors all the same so without further ado let's welcome them on Hi and welcome to this week's guest. Can you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, my name's Maya and I'm the research and development lead of Green and White, which is a company who sells uh, home and personal care essentials that are sustainable. And uh, I got in contact with you, Laura, because um, through that, because we're doing a lot of um, educating about different aspects of sustainable living and I have to say I actually love the laundry detergent and um yeah yeah, I've not got round to using the floor cleaner yet um well I was telling you earlier that my sort of kitchen (laughs) has been dismantled but when the washing machine was plugged in I absolutely love the laundry detergent it's great it's fantastic and just love the packaging as well it's just simple it's minimal it's um no fuss obviously you can refill the bottles and stuff yeah well you've got it down to the t that's exactly what we were going for like minimalistic um just the name that everyone knows like it just says laundry detergent it doesn't have all the like flowery language around it to make it more complicated it's like looks good but not too ostentatious (laughs) yeah absolutely and I mean, what's your current relationship like with food? So considering I work for this company and we do a lot of research for like sustainable living, I thought after all this stuff that I found out, I thought it was at least um, important to try and be vegan. OK. So I am doing that now. I'm trying not actually vegan. <laughs> yeah, OK. Now and again. Yeah, well, um, we all love a try, yeah? Yeah. And it's like... I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty good most of the time, but I'm a very hungry person. I eat a lot, and uh, I will always put my hunger over my veganism. If if there's not a sufficient option that's vegan, I will have to eat something else. Um, also, uh, pizza's my favourite food, and I'm yet <laughs> a, a, like a really great proper vegan pizza. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to have a treat for you, actually, because I had um, I interviewed a couple for the podcast and they're fantastic, Rich and Sarah, and they run Flat Earth Pizzas and they do pizzas out of the railway in Dalston and their pizzas are amazing. So they're all vegetarian, but every pizza on the menu can be veganised and okay. I had like garlic bread with vegan cheese and these roast potatoes with like a vegan mayo and a um, Hoxton hot and it's got like rhubarb and beetroot. They have this sort of like really obscure sounding um, sort of like combinations, but it, it, it pizza is so, so good. So yeah, you've definitely got to check them exactly out. After um, I really want to, I'm also moving to Dalston, so that'll be my... Oh, um, wow. Okay. All right. So I'm going to send you their Insta. And... Yeah, exactly. So, cool. But I, but I mean, it definitely sort of sounds like there's quite a correlation then between uh, how you're trying to eat at the moment and a company that you work for. Yeah, well, I do a lot of like um, 
kind of education on the Instagram. So I like test things out myself, then obviously post about them. Um, so, I mean, it w I just think it would be weird not to, for me. I also just, you know, environmental anxiety, eco-anxiety, I do feel like it's the least I can do. It's not that hard and I really like cooking. Um, and it's like, it forces you to bring in more interesting new flavors. Um, and so, yeah, I've actually learned quite a lot from being vegan. So um, was you eating meat beforehand? Have you gone from sort of eating meat to going, wow, OK, so that was oh quite no, a jump. I was vegetarian um, for like two years before, but before right. that, it's a big meat eater. My family loved meat. Um, me and my dad would always find an excuse to have a steak and chips because he loved it. We both loved it. We'd have it like any occasion in quotation marks. <laughs> and uh, so what are you eating with him now then the, the steak's gone um he's bless him he's really trying <laughs> um he hasn't quite got his head around the veganism um but he does now often make like roasted tomatoes and pasta when I go visit him oh is that's vegan. so cute that's amazing yeah. I'll often get a text from him saying um something along the lines of I tried so hard and then I accidentally slipped out by putting a little bit of parmesan in it or something like that. <laughs> but I mean, amazing that he's trying. It sounds like you've had a huge influence. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of what I want as well. I mean, it's all very well me myself being vegan, but if I can influence other people, make a bigger impact, then that's also great. Yeah. And I mean, I find it really interesting because... Um... Like, I'm vegan, and I guess I find the influence really interesting because I suppose maybe because I find it difficult at times to sort of sort of speak up or really advocate because sometimes it sort of feels like you're in an argument that you're not going to win, you know? I think it's one thing if sort of people are curious and they're asking questions, but sometimes when it's sort of people that are really sort of staunch meat eaters and have got no really tension at that time of, like, changing their diet and then I guess I find it really difficult and then I feel sort of guilty that I'm not speaking up more um and I suppose my influence tends to be in terms of what I eat and my cooking and where I eat out yeah um, yeah I find I find that also difficult like I have a lot of friends who eat a lot of meat and to be honest I don't try and make anyone be vegan I just show them as you said, like ways in which you can eat vegan meals and people are often really shocked. They're like, oh my God, it's actually not that difficult. Um, and just like encouraging like a little bit. Also, I think um, telling people that they don't have to be vegan is really important. Like as much as you can do is great. And I obviously slip up all the time. Therefore, I'm not technically vegan. I'm just trying my best. And if everyone just tries a little bit to cut down, that's much better than like, like, everyone being like nope can't do vegan this big thing that is like an impossible task that I can't overcome yeah 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 absolutely but uh, so it's, I mean it sounds like there's been quite a big difference then to like your current relationship with food to your previous yeah definitely I mean as I said I'm a big meat lover um which is why I find it so difficult actually I'm now when I have slipped up in the past like year or so I've loved meat less and less, which is a good okay, time. interesting, yeah. What, like, like the taste or the idea? Um, the t it just doesn't, it's not as like, it's not what it lived, what I thought it would like. I don't know how to describe it. You know, when you create an idea in your head and you like idealise it and you think about it and then I get it and I'm like, oh, 
it's not what I it's not what I thought. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But a stinky cheese will always get me. It's so difficult. If if someone brings one round, um I'm toast. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pun. <laughs> well, I've got another place for you to try then. There's another place in um East London called um probably gonna pronounce it really wrong, but it's like uh for Mongerie. So I suppose it's like it's basically a um vegan cheesemongers. So yeah, is it for Mongerie? So like F A U X and then um Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've not been there myself, but it looks great and i've um seen them pop up on sort of food waste like a food waste app karma as well so um yeah yeah so i'm gonna be sending you all these places to try when you come over to dalston (laughs) um i also um used to eat this thing called faux gras which is like foie gras but but vegan um they they sell it in paris and i went there and stocked up on like five pots (laughs) oh wow how did you find it in Paris? Because a friend of mine went there for work and she's vegetarian and she uh, really struggled actually when she was over there. Yeah, it is, it is difficult. Um, I found it in this shop called, I think, Marie Claire? No, that's the chat shop. I'll, I'll remember the shop and tell you about it. Um, it's like a organic um, supermarket that's like more expensive than the average one, um, but totally worth it. So it sounds like you've gone through like quite a transformation, really, um, in terms of your food journey. Yeah, I mean, also, I guess from when I was younger, I ate a lot of meat because it was easy and I wasn't that I was quite fussy. So I wasn't interested in trying new things. But now that I've as I grew up, I became more interested in trying new things, which helped me with my vegetarianism and then veganism, because um, you need you need to be interested in order to try new stuff yeah it's not an option I think absolutely you do um and I guess one of the things as well that I loved about green and white is that a lot of the products are vegan as well and cruelty free which was fantastic yeah so yeah with that one of the products is um the conditioner I think that's the only one that has honey in it right and it's a vegan um so that's actually takes me back a little bit to what I was saying about um when you asked about my relationship with food and how I'm like kind of vegan trying I um personally do eat honey um and I know a lot of vegans don't I also um even though I'm vegan I don't eat avocados I try to avoid almonds and palm oil and too much soy because it's like a big feeder for cows so I'm not just like a strict straight vegan I'm more kind of trying to bend it slightly to be more in line with what I view as the most sustainable options. Yeah, I mean, that must take quite a lot of research. Like, how do you know? <laughs> well, I do this research for my job, so it's handy. Well, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah true. So, I mean, is that what your job will entail then? Sort of doing the research for the products and then it's sort of like you'll be researching food as well? Like, how does that work? Is it because there's some food ingredients? Yeah, no, so it's not about um, so much about the food because we're trying to be not just um, about our products. We're trying to encourage sustainable living throughout. Um, We've got a blog page that uh, my colleague writes all the blogs for, um, but I help with all the research that I've done in the past 
I'll just send him like notes being like, oh, by the way, I found this out. And also being on Instagram, following people like you and others who are just sharing about it, I just see it all the time. Um, and I've seemed to gather a lot of tips for how to live more sustainable, sustainably. Yeah. And I mean, I love that then about the products that it's sort of really encouraging a whole lifestyle change. It's not just about the products that you're using in your kitchen or your bathroom. It's sort of about how you're living your life. Yeah, exactly. And it's because we're trying to like be that transparent, honest company um, who are actually like encouraging all aspects. And also like we're not just about selling our items. We're about the whole thing, the whole process, having a community of people who are all like helping each other. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's well, it's a membership, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. so I guess sort of the membership really promotes community as well. Exactly. That's yeah. So that's um, where the community idea comes from. It's like you sign up to be a part of our community, and then we share this information with you to help you in all other ways. That's fantastic. And so I have to ask them, what do you do well in terms of food waste? So actually, as I was saying before, from following you and um, the Lagom Chef and other um, Instagram people, I've learned a lot about um, a lot of funny, interesting tricks that I didn't know about. One of which is banana skins. Didn't oh yeah, I love that. I uh, had a smoothie actually this morning and. Um... I was at my sister's while my kitchen is um, out and my niece will uh, freeze whole bananas. She's not a child, she's an adult, <laughs> just to clarify. Um, <laughs> and she, she freezes whole bananas in their skin. Um, so, yes, I made a berry smoothie this morning and I just chopped up a banana in its peel and just, um, yeah, blended it in the smoothie. And I mean, once it's blended, you can't taste any difference yeah it's great um and along with that herb stalks some of the tastiest parts of the herb didn't know about that yeah uh, cauliflower leaves are really great and mm. um broccoli stalks um what i always used to eat broccoli stalks but i'd chop them up and put them in like to boil with the rest but i was watching one of the lagom chef's um reels um and he was saying that you should like chop it up into really fine little stalks and don't cook it and sprinkle it on a salad and it's a different taste when it's raw and it's really delicious oh wow i mean he, yeah I, he was on um episode three of this podcast i think and yeah i mean he's fantastic and he's got so much energy he really does it's amazing <laughs> um but also some other things that i learned um freezing scraps for stock which i now do religiously um and of course buying reduced yellow sticker food <laughs> oh wow so I mean you're really you know doing your bit to sort of encompass everything there's sort of plant-based yeah. diet and you know experimenting with food which would otherwise be wasted yeah well so this is the thing I mean there's a lot of talk about like how vegans actually don't have that much lower of a carbon footprint than other people. So I think it's important to bring in other aspects such as cutting down food waste. Also, I try not to buy any clothes firsthand, give all my clothes to charity. Um, I buy as much as I can. So like about doing lots of little things that I can do. And I'm lucky enough to live in a household with my mum who helps and she's very eco. She's great at cutting down loads of food waste and other stuff so she's been a good influence as well 
Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, I think it makes a big difference, isn't it? If you, I mean, like we were saying about community, but if you've also got that in terms of family, friends, I think it really helps. Yeah. And of course, my parents have both been good customers to Green and White. I mean, oh, have they got memberships? Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, wow. So, I mean, what's your favourite products then at home of like the Green and White stuff? Um, I use the moisturiser daily. I love it um and the shampoo um and I'm very fussy about my personal care products and I was the one to test them all so wow. uh, yeah um and then well so my mum used to be a vinegar and um water kind of kitchen cleaner kind of person but I've managed to convince her to use some of our our products in the kitchen and in the house so we've been using the laundry detergent and fabric conditioner which are both really nice yeah fantastic and so I guess if people were sort of trying them for the first time what what would be like the go-to products do you reckon um so the all-purpose cream is very popular yeah uh, that's good I get, like that as well you can get the concentrate refill which is a tiny little bottle and you just spray a bit in and fill it up with water um and the I think the laundry detergent and fabric cleaner are also quite popular household ones um and I'd say for the personal care I really like the moisturiser, um, oh. but everyone else in my team likes the shampoo bars and they smell so good. So, really? Yeah, really good. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so what would you want to do more of when it comes to food waste? Um, I definitely want to grow my own food. Oh, well, yay. Are you growing it? Oh, I'm feeling a bit guilty now just because I haven't watered my tomatoes or raspberries today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that when we start recording now. You've, you've just hit a nerve. <laughs> I'll remind you when we end. The <laughs> Are you growing anything at the moment? I personally not. My mum does a little bit. Like she did some mint, and it's just exploded everywhere. And she has a sage bush that's exploded everywhere as well. Um, but when I, um, I'm not here enough. I move around, I move from my mum's to my dad's, so I probably don't have the capacity to look, actually I'm just going to show you, I know no one else will be able to see this, but my plant is brown. <laughs> the green bits are pretty. <laughs> I just don't have the capacity to look after a plant, so one day when I'm settled, then I will grow my own food for sure. Um, but another thing that a tip that I've seen that I haven't yet done myself, which I think is really cool, is getting a little ice tray, putting herbs in each bit and then and then pouring oil on them and freezing it. And then yeah. they stay, and then you put just put the, the cube of oil in in the pan, melt it down and you've got herby oil. Uh, yeah, I mean I've seen that. I've not actually done it myself. I um I do freeze hers, but I've never done it in the oil. But yeah, it looks fantastic because like you said, it's sort of just fantastic if you're making a soup or a curry and you know, exactly. you can just yeah. Um I mean even if you've got a strong blender even to pop into like a pesto or something. Mm, that's a good idea. I'll I'll be doing that. Yeah. So you almost need to like start growing some vegetables that are small, don't you? So like maybe starting off with like chili or um Yeah something that's sort of going to require minimal input yeah that's probably a good idea I should I should try that um and also I can maybe or maybe just ask my mum to water the plants if I'm not around 
<laughs> well, we had this um, guy on called Connor from Allot Me. I can't remember what episode it is, but basically Allot Me is a company that he set up where you can um it's a bit like airbnb but for allotments so people can go online and they um list their green space for people to hire or um you can hire other people's green space and you know it sort of really came off in lockdown i guess people that didn't have gardens or rent flats that and you know and all the allotments sort of local authority allotments were um so high for, such high demand so with this you would do it privately so you know so for example if you sort of rented out a space in my garden and you could just um you'd pay rent and then you uh, just grow the your vegetables you know you do whatever there and um that yeah amazing. I definitely want to do that That's yeah all. yeah it's a um it's a really good idea and I guess you know it feels like you and I keep coming back to this idea of community but it feels like it really builds that as well because I mean even though like you're paying a fee for rent I mean you know I'm talking about a very small fee it's um yeah you know so it sort of really just promotes I guess community and kinship and the sharing of fruit and vegetables more than anything else. Yeah I always um whenever I see a post on you and it always makes me very envious it looks so lovely yeah it looks amazing yeah so very jealous so that would be the main thing then that you would want to do more of is growing your own veg yeah maybe I should get myself an allotment and go and go and grow my own veg to take home that's that sounds like the ideal lifestyle yeah and I think maybe like you said maybe sort of starting off small and then sort of um building up you know I mean I'm not going to preach too much about the allotments because I'm just about keeping these raspberries and (laughs) tomatoes going (laughs) and so I mean what sort of food changes would you want to see in the world um food changes difficult one I definitely think less plastic packaging Mm, mm. there's lots of kind of contrary um research about whether plastic actually promotes um more food uh, creates more food waste or not um okay can you tell me a bit more about that like so i've seen like um well so the idea of so if it's in a package it has to be a certain it has to come to a certain weight therefore uh, there's a lot more that gets chucked out because it's not the right weight right. and but then apparently also keeps it fresh um I would like to see less food packaging um but I don't know how possible that will be it seems like a fight that Greenpeace has been trying to fight for a long time now yeah yeah I mean that's really interesting I didn't know that actually about um the food needing to be a certain weight in a packaging but it makes perfect sense but that was something that I was um completely oblivious to yeah, I was too until it popped up one day and I was like, that makes so much sense. Um, it, it really does. But I guess also really sad then because it's like this food is being wasted at production, really. It's not even making it to the supermarkets or people's houses. Well, I guess um, there are small initi- initiatives that are growing that like Oddbox and also I think maybe someone once told me that Lidl um they take surplus food and sell it instead of like the 
packaged stuff so maybe then yeah yeah uh, they do like a wonky sort of face box yeah so hopefully it will become more of a thing that people go to these surplus places to buy their food so that those vegetables and um, fruits that aren't the right weight will get eaten um oh, yeah because got me sorry, sorry. No, you go, you go. <laughs> well, I suppose, like, you then had me thinking about, like, things like carrot battens that you often see in um, plastic bags or crudités. And I'm thinking, well, what happens to the ends and what happens to the parts when they're not in sort of perfect rectangles? Yeah. I mean, I think that's ridiculous, the whole cut-up fruit thing. It's so such a waste of packaging. Such a waste of packaging. And I remember eating... Well, um, watching Eat Well for Less, How to Eat Well for Less on BBC, and they timed it sort of how long it took to cut up, you know, carrot batons. And, you know, there was no time at all. Um, you know, so really, actually, you're not really saving anything, you know, it's often sort of more expensive, it's never as fresh. Cut it up for you. <laughs> completely, completely. And it's never as nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'd like to see less of that. And I mean, it's it is very easy being vegan, plant-based, vegetarian in London. Um, but I was on a train l- this weekend, and uh, there was no plant-based options at all. No way. So, so I think in the more kind of rural areas of the country, it would be nice to see more options. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I guess it's interesting, actually, because I'm thinking about um, a recent guest, Fiona, and she uh, was having to petition for sort of food waste bins um, because they just don't have them where she lives. Don't ask me where she lives now, I've forgotten. But (laughs) people have to listen to the episode. But it's out of London and it's just these things that you take for granted. It never really crossed my mind that there would be sort of towns without food waste bins. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, I think food waste is like such, like food waste bins are so important. And a lot of people don't know that food waste that goes to landfill just releases loads of methane um so composting and using as much as the food as possible is so so important um and yeah i think hats off to you for promoting that oh well thank you and uh, <laughs> and i mean i suppose actually i think when you begin to sort of think about it there are steps that you can take that don't really require that much effort you know like you said like you know you're describing you're basically describing just cooking food you know so like (laughs) for saving your herbs to do something with and you know making pestos and using peelings or smoothies or whatever it is you know essentially you sort of you know eat food that's um yeah one of the things and (laughs) you know and actually when it comes to stuff as well don't buy far too much don't have eyes bigger than your stomach when you're shopping <laughs> yeah absolutely I think that's sort of such an important point especially when it comes to um dining out as well um yeah because yeah, I think you know I mean I'm definitely sort of guilty of that you know I want to order everything I mean I am one to sort of take leftovers home and eaten but I think there is something to be said for ordering less because you can all, always order more but you can't really undo the food that you've ordered or 
Yeah, definitely. And of course, it's just going to go to waste unless you take it home in a doggy bag, which I often do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but sort of coming back to what you were saying about, you know, less plastic being the change that you want to see, it made me think that like green and white are actually really transparent when it comes to sort of plastic packaging. Yeah, yeah. so we do use plastic, um, which is um, a lot of people, I think, are probably quite shocked by that. But we write a lot about it because for us, um, the packaging we've used from all our research, we found that it is actually the most sustainable option. It's recycled. Um, we don't use any virgin plastic in the bottles. We haven't been able to find um, recycled caps and closures, and I don't think they exist. Or if they do, they're only a small percentage of um, recycled plastic. Um, but the bottles themselves are recycled. They are recyclable um, and it's all kind of different reasons but basically plastic uses such a huge amount less energy to create than aluminium and glass um and our bottles specifically are easy to recycle they're like accepted by i mean we haven't found somewhere in the uk that doesn't accept them yet but we're well we're happy to hear if that's not the case um and yeah so we just try and look at the like beginning to end of life rather than just going for what looks the most sustainable or what people perceive to be the most sustainable um yeah because plastic does have a bad rep and it was a tough choice making that decision that is actually the best one to use but I love the fact that you know you guys have spoken about sort of the struggle and the thought process and the research that went behind the decisions made because I think sometimes it's easy for people to sort of greenwash um definitely you know and actually rather than speaking to how complex um sort of being ethical is yeah it is such a minefield and that's something we really try and do is do the research condense the information and give it to our customers at a like easy to like comprehend um way and um so you know we've done a lot of work on a website and we've changed it a bit recently actually because there was so much information because we found out so much we just wanted to include it all but we've had to really cut it back so that you know, if people want to know more, they can go to our quest, our FAQs and find out more um, and, you know, contact us if they want to ask anything, um, because it's just so complex and we're really trying to make it easier for people. And I think that's really fantastic because actually, you know, people are then in a position to make an informed choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think I would definitely choose our products <laughs> yeah I mean I would definitely vouch for um and you know and I and I think information needs to be easily accessible and you know and people need to find that easily as well yeah definitely so talking of finding it where is the best place for people to find you guys um we're on Instagram Facebook LinkedIn and you can just go to straight to our website which is greenandwhite.com but green with the double n instead of and because we're green and white so yeah oh amazing yeah. oh well, it's been so lovely chatting to you well thank you so much for um asking me all about me <laughs> oh no problem and yeah keep us posted on your um veg growing efforts I will do. And don't forget to water your tomatoes. <laughs> no, I won't. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> oh, thank you. No worries. 
her, you know what it is, green and white, green and white, green and white, green and white. Alright, not sure it's still got the same ring to it, but certainly is going to be cleaner than wrappers. What a great guest was Maya Ray Raiders. Really enjoyed that episode and really enjoyed their products. Um, so yeah, if you use them, if you try them out, drop me a line, let me know. It'd be great to hear from you. And if you enjoyed that episode, please don't forget to rate, review, share, subscribe. And yeah, it really helped to get it noticed. Until next week, Raiders, take care. Bye.